If you've been paying attention to what's happening in the culture wars this month, you know that it has been a huge blow up of the LGBTQ agenda, whether it is from Bud Light with the boycott there blowing up in Bud Light's face or the Target boycott that has been catching a lot of heat lately. And with good reason, it's good to see that conservatives are finally voting with their dollars. But it seems like every day there is something new that just makes me want to lose my ever-loving mind. These people can't leave the children alone. And I mean that very literally. Because of the agenda, they cannot stop this assault on our children. And today I'm going to talk to you about a couple of very disturbing things that I've caught recently that you need to know about because we have to be aware of what's going on so that we can protect our children. And maybe you don't have children, but you have a duty to help protect the children of this country. Hi, I'm Julia Barrett, and you're listening to the Women's Planning Podcast. I'm also the founder of Conservative Ladies of America, which started in Washington State as Conservative Ladies of Washington. We are a group of like-minded ladies and gentlemen who are working hard to encourage, empower, and equip the citizens to stand up, speak up, and take action that can create real change in their local community, in their state, and on a national level. You can learn more about the work that we're doing and how you can join us, support the movement, and get involved. Head over to conservativeladiesofamerica.com. If you're in Washington State, head over to conservativeladiesofwa.com. That's conservativeladiesofwa.com. Well, I've taken a couple weeks off. I feel like I'm really hit and miss with the podcast this year so far in 2023, but I'm going to try and be more consistent as we go through the summer, maybe doing a couple podcasts a week, maybe do like a Tuesday, Friday thing. We'll have to see how it goes. As you may or may not know, I am moving with my husband at the end of June to our new home in Sarasota that we bought last fall. So I'm really excited about that adventure. We're excited to explore uh, new territory and new opportunities. My husband and I are both Washington natives. We were both born and raised here, raised our kids here, uh, got married, blended our families here. Um, and so it's definitely going to be very difficult to leave because we have such an amazing network of friends and family and our church. And uh, it's going to be very different, but we are very excited for the new things ahead. And we're actually going to be sharing our adventure with you all on our YouTube channel that we are set to launch this week. It is um, you can find it on YouTube and I'll link this in the description, but our YouTube channel is how to Florida. So we're going to learn how to do Florida and uh, take you along for the ride. So whether you are in Washington or in Florida or somewhere else around the country and you're considering relocating and uprooting yourselves, um, you might want to follow along because we're going to share uh, that whole journey with you on our YouTube channel. So again, that's how to Florida. Um, and also I've been um, a little bit under the weather. I had major surgery last week that was uh, 
unplanned uh, and needed to be done right away. Um, I was diagnosed with uterine cancer at the end of April, and my doctors uh, wanted to uh, do the surgery before as quickly as they could before my move because I won't be able to lift anything for the next six weeks which is going to make moving really interesting. So uh, I told my husband, I said, we're going to have to accept all offers of help. So it's going to be interesting, going to add to the crazy ride. You know, when people say God doesn't give you more than you can handle, I want you to know that God certainly does give you more than you can handle. And I believe he does that for a purpose. I believe God gives us more than we can handle so that we only have him to rely on. And he does, of course, provide us with our support systems of whether that's your spouse or your family or your friends. Um, but he will give you more than you can handle. We've had sort of a a fire hose of family crises over the last, well, two years, but in the last month specifically. So uh, it's been an interesting time and it's going to continue to be interesting and I'm here for it. So I hope you'll stay tuned and stick around too. Well, today... I want to share with you a couple of really troubling things that I have come across this week that um, blow my mind, honestly, because I cannot believe that this is where we are in our society, that this is actually how crazy things are. And it makes my heart hurt so badly for our children. And, you know, I've got teenagers, my youngest are 16, and it's such a difficult time to have young young adults and teenagers and people that are really, you know, trying to navigate their way. I can't imagine if my kids were still really little and I was navigating school and and, and that whole world and having all of these other adults in the picture that were wanting to influence my child. I think I would be really terrified. And so if you are a parent of young children, um, I, I want to encourage you to equip yourself with education so that you don't have to be terrified because I think knowledge is power and we have a choice in everything we do here. We have a choice. Uh, I know a lot of people say, well, I don't have a choice. I have to send my kids to public school. I was a single mom for 10 years. So from 2009 until 2019, and I had four kids. And at the time I became a single mom, my youngest were twin toddlers. They were two years old and I had, my son was about to go into kindergarten. So it was crazy. And homeschooling my kids would have been, um, it seems like an impossible feat. But I think about that now. And I think if times in 2009 were like they are now, in 2023, I would figure something out, right? Like I would work during the day and homeschool the kids at night. Um, and then you come up with the problem of where are my kids going to go to daycare, right? So you have to find somebody who's not totally insane to take care of your children. If you have to work, you know, I, as a single mom, I had to work full time. So there's so many, um, so many issues that we have to face as parents, but we do always have a choice and it is going to make it uh, more work for parents uh, to be diligent about who are the adults that are around your kids. Are you sending your kids to a private school or a public school or are you going to homeschool them and, and really rein that in and have control over the content that they are consuming? Speaking of content they're consuming, what about social media? What about smartphones? I think looking back, I wish I hadn't given my kids cell phones until they were much older. And I think they got, they didn't get them until seventh grade, but still that seems really early, especially with everything that we've got going on 
with TikTok and how those social media apps are being leveraged by, um, I can't even call it leftist anymore. It's, it's, it's truly a communist Marxist agenda, trans activists, uh, whatever you want to call them. I wish I had sort of an umbrella name for, for what they are. Communists, I, I, I guess is the best wraparound term, but they are controlling what these kids are consuming on social media and on TV. And we're seeing with, you know, the ESG scoring of all of these national brands that are influencing our teenagers and, you know, what they're posting on Instagram of, you know, transgender people as their models and and normalizing this kind of thing. So we really have to be diligent about about protecting our kids from this stuff. And it's it's not going to be easy. And it's it's as a parent of teenagers, I know, uh, going backwards with some of this stuff, you know, if you've already given your kids um, technology, it's it's hard to go backwards. So I guess I, I guess I'm speaking then to you parents who have maybe not yet crossed that bridge. Maybe you can spare your kids a little bit longer and and buy some more time. Um, but the first uh, thing I want to share with you about is, uh, and James Lindsay shared this on Twitter yesterday. That's how it came up on my radar. It is a camp. It's a summer camp of mathematical queries. And it's a play on the mathematical term query. And it's spelled Q-U-E-E-R-I-E-S. And I've got a link to this in the description so that you can check it out. But this is um, a camp of mathematical queries. It's a five-week virtual mathematics enrichment program for LGBTQ plus students entering grades nine through 12. The enrichment is designed to tap into the rich funds of knowledge of the LGBTQ plus community and to provide a space in which LGBTQ plus and mathematical identity are affirmed as interconnected entities, central to the teaching and learning of mathematics in particular. Even the name of the program, CAMP, which is in quotes, of mathematical queries has been designated to tap into the cultural histories of LGBTQ plus individuals who remain vastly underrepresented in STEM fields. The word camp is in quotation marks to invoke the aesthetic style of camp, which is closely associated with the LGBTQ plus culture, especially the practice of drag. Queries, a queer play on the term query, is used as a verb, means to question, often as a form of doubt. In the context of camp, the word queries is meant to honor the traditions of LGBTQ plus individuals, especially those who are black, brown, and or disabled, that have sought to live their lives authentically by exploring routes and questions outside of the dominant normative culture. Throughout the five weeks, students will engage in activities of mathematical problem posing and problem solving through group-worthy mathematical tasks centered on the LGBTQ plus culture and history. Then it goes on to say, what is the inspiration behind camp? Again, in quotes, while LGBTQ plus identity is often relegated to the margins and ignored in subjects like mathematics, camp of mathematical queries was created to resist this normative view. Our program was designed to illustrate that students' LGBTQ plus identities are powerful assets to be utilized in the nurturing of positive mathematical identity. Our program honors the sentiments of Ocean Vuong, who wrote, When I look at my life, I saw that queerness demanded an alternative innovation from me. 
I had to make alternative routes. It made me curious. It made me ask, is this enough for me? Uh, and then it goes on. There's a whole page of information. When is it? Who can apply? How much does it cost? Who's sponsoring the camp? The camp is being sponsored by the Queer Mathematics Teacher, Radical Pedagogy Institute, and Teach About Women. This year, they're excited to add Mathematical Association of America and Hudson River Trading as sponsors as well. So you have a mainstream uh, resource like Mathematical Association of America that's uh, that is sponsoring this queer math camp. And what we see happening here is not only the elevation of kids who will identify themselves as some quote gender nonconforming um, or queer or transgender, they are being elevated. They get to go to this special camp. Um, and they're also being taught that they are oppressed, they are marginalized, they are not seen by society. They're also being taught to resist normalization, the the norms. And I look at something like this and I think how you know, the Communist Party of China is laughing. They are happy that our students here in the United States are being dumbed down with queer math. There is no such thing. Math is math. But this all goes back to the whole two plus two equals five, right? That it's so dystopian 1984. Uh, but these are things that your kids, if your kids are in public school or they're on social media, um, even if they're not in public school, this stuff is really seeping into a lot of uh, private schools as well. And a lot of other places where kids go, think of places like the Boys and Girls Club and different extracurricular activities that your child may be involved in. This stuff is seeping into that and they are really going out of their way to uh, reach your children and offer them these, what I'll quote, opportunities. Uh, and as a mom of, of teenage kids, I can tell you that what I hear from my kids is that students who identify as part of this trans community are really praised and rewarded by staff and teachers in the schools. And the kids who are, you know, considered straight kids are, you know, they're kind of cast aside. They are, they're the privileged kids, right? So they don't really get the same kind of attention that a lot of these teachers, I'll say the woke teachers, because it's not every teacher. And I want to make sure to uh, make note that we do have a lot of really good teachers in public education who do not buy into this stuff. They're really being, all of this stuff is also being forced on them. And I know many who are, are in there and they are light in this really dark place fighting to protect these kids and they are kind of there there are these people who are sane sane teachers that these kids can talk to but but by and large we're seeing especially in places like um, western washington which is where my kids have gone to school it's very much rewarded to be part of this lgbtq community to call yourself by a different name to change your gender they hide the gender from parents because that's what washington state does um, even even the furry thing is is a big deal at um, here in Western Washington. So these are things um, that you want to watch out for. 
and look at the groups that are sponsoring this. They're usually well-funded groups that are getting their funding from, you know, you maybe saw that the Target has been giving a lot of money to uh, GLSEN, which is a gay, lesbian, I forget what the other letters stand for, but they promote um, gender ideology in public schools. And they also promote children, students to transition and not tell their parents. And Target has been donating millions of dollars to this organization that has been working in public schools for decades. So if you kind of, if you go down the rabbit hole and follow the money trail, you'll see that all of this stuff is really quite intertwined and uh, it's, it's pretty disturbing. And, you know, I, I, some days I think, do we have to talk about this again? And it really is the most prevalent thing in our society right now. And the targets are the children. And so I think that it must be our primary focus. It must be the thing that we are committed to defeating, whether you have children or not. So that leads me to the next thing that I saw this morning. This was from Planned Parenthood. And this was really disturbing to me uh, because as if you if you know, maybe you don't, I assume everybody knows, but Planned Parenthood has been working in the public schools for a very, very long time. They're um, one of the major partners in the curriculum for comprehensive sex ed. And so it's it's their mission um, that, that goes into the curriculum that your kids are learning about. If you have, um, like in Washington state, we have comprehensive sex education. And so it's, um, it's all uh, state law, it's, it's all mandated into to that curriculum. And there's a lot of funding, obviously, that goes around between Planned Parenthood and the teachers union and the politicians. And again, it's that whole money trail thing. What I saw today um, was Planned Parenthood always disturbs me, but uh, so today is really no different. But this is really, it's just so scary to me. And it's just, it's so sad to me that they're doing this to these, you know, these children are are, are most vulnerable and are most precious um, citizens in our country, in our world. And so to see them doing this to our kids, just it, it infuriates me to no end. And it like nothing brings out the mama bear in me, like seeing children targeted to be hurt. So this was a tweet that Planned Parenthood put out. Bottom line, you and only you know how you feel about your gender identity. And you get to decide what identity fits you best. It's perfectly normal if that feeling and identity changes day to day or over time. So don't limit yourself to one gender if that doesn't feel right. Okay, so that's the tweet. And then they have a series of graphics, which I'm including in the the description for you. So you can go look at it for yourself. It's really important. And you may be thinking, well, I don't want to see it. It's really important to see this so that you know and to share it so that other people know because knowledge is power. And we don't defeat this if we are in the dark. We have to know exactly what is going on so that we can defeat it. Okay, so graphic number one says, feeling like your multiple genders is totally normal and okay. Some people call this multi-gender, which is just as normal as being female, male, transgender, or any other gender identity. Okay, this is mental illness right here. Feeling like your multiple genders Uh, Is that something like multiple personality? I don't know, but this is mental illness and promoting it like it's normal and okay is terrifying Uh, because, you know, you've got these children who are completely um, influenceable 
and we're going to tell them that this is okay. And, and, you know, this just creates massive confusion and chaos, which is the plan for Planned Parenthood. All right. The next graphic says multiple multi-gender people can be more than one gender at the same time, different genders in different situations, different genders at different times. So complete and utter nonsense, complete garbage. All of this is completely false. And anyone who is sane knows that. So anyone that's going along with this has completely lost their ever loving mind. Some people use multi-gender as their primary gender identity. And some identify as gender fluid because their gender identity fluctuates. Other labels may include non-binary, gender queer, gender non-conforming, and agender. Now you need to know about this because your children are getting this in school. They're getting this from the woke teachers who are going along with this communist agenda. Um, They are getting it on social media. And so kids, you know, really young kids, you know, preteen kids are deciding that they're non-binary or they're pansexual, they're asexual, and they're calling themselves different names. A lot of times, um, my, my, I have a daughter who is, um, one of my 16 year old daughters was telling me that a lot of times the pansexual kids will, Uh, name themselves like after a planet or something in the solar system or even a number. Uh, It's it's very um, concerning. And so these are things that your child probably wouldn't disclose to you, but they might have it on their social media bio or profile. Those are things that you want to be looking at. The teachers will go along with this. So if your child is, let's say, changed their name at school to Jupiter, the teachers are all calling your child by whatever name they've chosen at school. And so this is these adults are really allowing this this mental chaos and confusion to flourish within your child. So these are things to really be aware of and have conversations with your child. I totally recommend making sure that their social media is open to you. You should know everything, um, all of their accounts, and you should be able to follow them and you should be able to watch what they're doing. This is at least one way that you can find out what is is going on. And I definitely believe in parental controls on cell phones if your kids have them. But this is the stuff that is going on in schools. And I hate to have to talk about it because it's so crazy and it's creepy. And ultimately, it is evil. We are in the greatest spiritual battle of our time. And it is important for us to shine light on these things that we find and that we're seeing and to speak the truth against it because there is no such thing as being multi-gender and God did not create us incorrectly he did not make a mistake and he is not the author of confusion he is the author of peace and we need to be that voice of reason and sanity and truth for our children and for clearly a lot of adults in this society. I know it's so easy to see that we have so many souls that have been captivated by Satan. And it's very sad. It's very discouraging to see. But there are a lot of souls that we can help save by shining the light of truth, by shining the light of Jesus Christ um, in what we do. And I know sometimes people are afraid to speak out on these things because they're afraid of getting called names. 
you must speak truth. And when people call you names, just let it roll off your back, like water off a duck's back. Don't even let it sink in because it is not truth. I always think, you know, you can call me whatever you want. I know my identity in Jesus Christ. And so your names don't matter to me. It doesn't matter to me what you think of me, stranger on the internet, or maybe a, a, a sort of an acquaintance friend that I know in real life, but we have to be able to speak truth. And so I want to encourage you and I want to empower you to go out and speak truth. And no matter how difficult it is to look at this stuff, we have to acknowledge it. We have to share it and speak truth against it and protect our kids. At the end of the day, that is what we need to do to save our country is to protect our kids, to stand up for these children. What adults do on their own time, that's their business. But you're not coming for our kids. We will stand in the way. So thanks for listening. I hope you will share this and I'll chat with you again soon. 